everyone. Welcome to Her Take. My name is Jackie. I'm Jen. And I'm Kira. A while back, we had an idea to start a podcast. So we thought, why not? We came together to create a space where we could openly share, learn, and grow with each other as we navigate life after college and in the realm of adulthood. Every week, we'll be sitting down to check in with each other and reflect on what's been on our minds. Any topic, big or small, meaningful or not so much, we'll be sharing our take. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it. Jackie here. Welcome back to another episode of Her Take. We're so happy to have you here. Just want to preface and sorry in advance, I have a, I'm losing my voice. I present zero symptoms besides losing my voice. So I don't have a fever. I don't have a sore throat even. But for whatever reason, this is just my current reality. So you're gonna have to deal with it this week. Uh, welcome back. We're so happy to have you here. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Her Take Podcast and on Twitter at Her Take Pod. Um, we have a very special guest joining us this week as well. Uh, Marissa is here. Well, she's with Kira. She's not here with me. I wish. <laughs> but she is with Kira in San Francisco. So Marissa, welcome to the pod, our first guest. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> So happy to have you here. Yeah, (laughs) this is very exciting. So uh, I think with that, I'm going to turn to Jen just for a quick check-in. Jen, how's your week? Hey, everybody. So my week has been a little crazy. I feel like I say this every week. I just realized that. But um, in all honesty, it's probably been the busiest work week I've ever had. Um, I got pulled into another, we call them fire drills, where you have to have a very quick turnaround for an executive. And um, I got pulled into a lot of meetings this week. Um, So it's been a little bit difficult to balance all of my work. And everybody's trying to get things done before the holidays, which is next week, a lot of people are taking off, including myself. Um, So it's been a little bit crazy. And I've had to work once I've gotten home, had to stay late at the office, and next week's going to be even worse, so I'm not really looking forward to it, but there were some fun things happening in the office this week. We had our secret snowman and our department holiday party, so that was really exciting, and I also determined, I think I have a work husband. I don't know if you guys have <laughs> heard of this term, but it's someone who <laughs> spends like a, a really common term. Okay, good. I don't know if you heard about it, but... uh... (laughs) Okay, I only say this because I mentioned this to one of my other friends and they didn't know what I was talking about. And I also thought this was a pretty common term. But anyway... Sadly misinformed. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But I determined I have a work husband because we just spend so much time together and me and this guy have been working on this quote-unquote fire drill together And it all hit me when earlier this week we had our secret snowman and he gave me his gift because he wasn't sure if he was going to make it back in time for the actual party. And he goes to me, well, I didn't wrap it. And I was like, dude, you need to wrap it. So I ended up wrapping it for him 
And then when we got to the party, he didn't even know which gift was his because I had wrapped it. And I just had a moment where I thought to myself, this is truly my work husband. I am his work wife. We have gotten to that next level of our relationship. So <laughs> yeah, this is also separate from the other work boy that I've talked about to some of my friends off the pod. But um, yeah, I feel like I've just reached a new level of adulting now that I have this. You got to make sure it's an equal partnership. You can't be doing his chores and he doesn't do any for you. If he's going to be re- your real work husband, you got to make <laughs> sure he wraps something up for you too or something. <laughs> make him do no, your dishes. Been- I don't know. Yeah, have him clean your mug. Oh, yeah. Um, well, we don't do that because we work in a WeWork. So actually, the WeWork employees do that. But um, mm-hmm. he's been very helpful to me. And he's been working here for about a year now. So he's been really helpful and adjusting to work life and all of those things. And we were actually just talking about on Thursday whether we want to get an essential oil diffuser for between our tests. Oh, and cute. Like, yeah, but he's really great and I enjoy him. So that's yeah, good. Very, very adult of me. But besides What's with work, the secret snowman, um, it was just between the people in the office doing it's a secret Santa, but we called it secret snowman because hashtag inclusivity. So that was fun. Oh, and I, okay, got, I got um, it. Yeah, I got little succulent pots. Um, so that was really exciting. And yeah, it was really cute and just reinforces that I really love the people that I work with. So even though it gets crazy sometimes, I still enjoy the work that I do and the people in the office make it really fun. So that's been kind of my week. There's been a few other things going on. Um, my cousin got engaged yesterday. So it's really exciting, and I am so happy for her and her fiancé. We have been waiting for this for a while. They've been dating for over 10 years. They're high school sweethearts. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Oh, so, geez, wow. <laughs> yeah, really exciting, which means there's a wedding on the horizon. Um, and I participated You all in- know Jen loves a good wedding. Yes, <laughs> I do love weddings. <laughs> um, but I also participated in SantaCon on Saturday, which I didn't know what to expect. I kind of was prepared for it to be a shit show because we didn't really have plans and we kind of winged it. And I feel like it's one of those things you can't just wing, but it actually ended up being really fun. Um, obviously, it was a little bit messy, but I had a good time and it was good hanging out with all my friends. So yeah, that's pretty much it for my week this week. And I'm really looking forward to having a few days off between Christmas and New Year's and getting the chance to relax after the hecticness of this past week and this upcoming week. (laughs) Hecticness, yeah. (laughs) Good. Congrats on your family engagement. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Not that I did anything, but yeah, really exciting. Yeah, true. Congrats to your cousin. (laughs) Kira, how was your week? Yeah. Sorry. I'm like, <laughs> sorry. Oh, God, just cut this out. God. So, Kira, tell us how your week was. I'm well, thank you. Yeah, um, I have a guest with me because, Woo-hoo. for those who don't know, Marissa's my... Um, College roommate. Mm, okay, yeah. From a, well, that's a nice way to put say? it. Yeah, no, I, I feel like I was like, like... What are you? <laughs> we, uh... Yeah, we... Well, you're just like my first friend, first friend from, from college. college, yeah. So mm-hmm. we did all of 
college together because we were the same major and we lived together for years. So it's very nice. She is at grad school at Northeastern. So she finished up her finals and came out to hang. Um, so I was like, do you want to be on the pod? Uh, And I'm just big fan of the pod here, so very excited to be on. I've listened to every episode. Yeah. I'm also, like, really nervous right now. (laughs) Sorry. She's sweating. (laughs) My palms are sweating. Sorry, I just, like, laughed way too hard, but she just opened her hands and they're, like, literally wet. I didn't realize they were going to, like, so obvious. So obvious. I'm like, don't worry, only, like, like 50 um, people listen to Okay. I was also just, like... Wow, I'm already, like, going crazy and not, like, my ankle cracked. And I was like, oh, my God, my ankle cracked. It's, it's no, the I'm microphone like, getting fine. ripped. And then I just turned over my palms and they are glistening. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just finished my semester and uh, Kira's out here. And then our roommate Kat is at Stanford. So I visited her. And so, yeah. Nice weekend. <laughs> Don't be oh, nervous. Lovely. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're getting a nice behind the scenes of the pod oh, too, yeah. and what a janky yeah, show it is. <laughs> it's so I janky. Say that. It's, it's been it's cool. You guys are all prepared and everything. Well, anyway, back to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> my week has been good. Thanks for asking. Um, I what did I? I just had work this week as per usual. Um, I was saying I had a really bad period this week. Guys, we should do, I would love to do a whole episode on periods, actually. Oh, so if people would be interested in that, yeah, yeah, let us know because I'd love to do, like, I'd period care. Oh, thanks, man. We should do yeah. a history of periods. That would be so fascinating, too. Mm, and I also really want like to talk about... women dealt with it. Yeah. Right. And I, But I want to talk about period poverty today, too. Like, I think mm. this is something that people don't always think of, but how many women, like, in America, but also worldwide, don't have access to sanitary products, um, and just, like, trying to imagine going through your period and not having easy access to things that make it much more comfortable to deal with, but also because my period was so bad, I was like, oh my gosh, think of all the women CEOs who are menstruating and, like, still running shit, like, it's just, it's so hard to get through the day. I literally brought my, um, microwavable heating pad to work and sat at my desk all day with it on my stomach and it was kind of amazing I'm totally doing that all the time from now on not even like on my period just uh in general because the office is so cold Mm. yeah that's my week I got a bad period um we had a holiday party at our apartment last night it was really nice Marissa was here she helped uh make some challah because we're inclusive and we undercooked it but it's we undercooked okay. the hollow it was a little <laughs> raw vegan. but well it was vegan so it was okay it's supposed to be a tr- traditionally an egg bread but <laughs> it mm-hmm. was clearly no eggs um and some sugar cookies that turned uh, out to be kind of like gingerbread yeah, cookies. yeah i don't know what we did wrong i've also been wearing my um like christmas holiday sweater literally all weekend because i didn't want to pack a lot and I wore it on the plane. I wore it yesterday. I'm wearing it right now. So, so festive. Yeah. Really getting into the this holiday spirit. Yeah. We love it. <laughs> it was fun. We had a well-curated playlist, I thought. I thought we killed the playlist. Heck yeah. So, it was a nice little gathering. And I think... Uh, let me just check our notes, see if I had anything else going on this week that I forgot <laughs> about. But I think that's pretty much... Oh, I did have, like, a PSA that I'm not answering, like, anybody's text messages. And I'm really sorry 
But um, I just haven't been in the mood to deal with my phone lately, and I've been ignoring a lot of text messages. So sorry to my mom. Like, my mom is probably like, <laughs> she doesn't answer her texts. Sorry to every friend I have. Don't take it personally. I'm just... Uh, I'm taking up a lot of her time. It's not even you. It's like for the past few months, I just haven't been able to like deal with my phone. I don't know. It just like, it's annoying me. But then like I'll go on Instagram. I'm like fine with Instagram. I'm just not fine with everything else. Yeah. When you get uh, swamped with a bunch of texts, especially in group chats, it gets really overwhelming to keep up. I also feel bad because I totally spammed you on Friday about the album. I know. We can get into it later. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you sending me all your thoughts. And I saw it at work. I think also, like, the time difference makes things a little hard. Like, I saw it at work and was like, oh, I can't right now. Right, right. But, I mean, I feel bad that I just didn't answer you for two days. And then I was like, oh, wait, sorry. Like, Hondo P. agree, but <laughs> didn't answer yeah. you. But I knew Marissa was coming, so I was like, oh, she's probably just busy and she probably needs to collect her thoughts. But we'll talk yeah, about it later. I still need to collect my thoughts, but uh, stay tuned for later <laughs> mm-hmm. in the episode. Let's, uh, <laughs> Jackie, how about you? How are you doing besides the lack of voice? Um, everything is going well. I retook the GRE on Thursday, and I did much better, so Yay. that is over. Yay. All is well. It was, it was kind of shitty for the past four weeks. My mom was really excited for me to take the test just so that she had to see me sit at the kitchen table all night long every day of the week basically she's like it's kind of depressing like watching you <laughs> do this I was like thanks Aww. um yeah it was it was like kind of you know I'm just really excited to enjoy the holidays and Christmas and I feel like I couldn't um because mm. I just every, every time I wasn't studying I felt like I should be studying I felt yeah guilty so yeah it's kind of annoying but it's over. It is done. Um, Did I you actually, lose your voice right after? Literally. So my parents were both sick, are still sick this week, and they had been keeping a pretty wide perimeter around me just, like, so that I wouldn't get sick, and I really mm-hmm. didn't want to get sick before the test. And I went into the test, like, feeling fine, and I talked to the the people in the office that, that give the exam, just, you know, hello, goodbye, and I said goodbye to them, and I had a voice. And then as soon as I called my mom when I was walking to the parking lot, I lost my voice. So Yo, really I'm telling knew, you, really, your body knew. My body knew. It really yeah. is. It was kind of freaky. So it happened then. So I guess my body was just waiting. I'm like kind of scared that I'm just going to get sick in a couple of days. I don't know. So, but it should be fine. I hope I'm just going to pretend that I'm not going to get sick. And that's, I'm just, just all going to be mental. Um, and wait oh and so we're recording a little later today and I had to ask everyone if we could record later because I went to the holiday brass concert Woo-hoo. at the New York Philharmonic and it was so fun it was so nice mm-hmm. um and I went with my mom and my sister and it was a lot of fun I'm really glad that we went and it was just great it's just such a fun it really is so fun and obviously the New York Philharmonic they're fantastic so it was really great that's great. Um, what a nice thing to went. do yeah. after such a stressful time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm really happy. Yeah. And we actually went to dinner at El Bacio really quick. So mm. throwback to El Bacio. Our fave. Yeah. TBT. We used to go all the time in all high school. All the time. I haven't been there in a mm-hmm. while. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, it's just been, I feel like now I can finally sort of, I mean, this week at work is going to be busy 
just trying to leave everything in a good place mm. before the new year or before I mean, my last day of work for the year is Friday, so mm-hmm. same. To everything. Me too. Yeah. Isn't that? It's kind of weird when you think about it, right? And then, but like the year's so almost to, over. Like it's almost over. There's what? only a week <laughs> and a half left. The decade's yeah. almost over. Like let that sink wow. in. December oh. flew. Yeah. You know what's truly. weird to think about, guys? We graduated middle school in 2010. So, like, if you think about – because I was thinking about, like, what did I even do this decade? And I was like, oh, actually, I (laughs) graduated high school. I graduated college. Completely grew up. (laughs) Completely grew up. I guess it's, like, not that big a deal. Like, everybody did it. But (laughs) we all grew up. But (laughs) we all graduated middle school. What an accomplishment. What an accomplishment. (laughs) I mean, that was a hard one. From one side of the building to the other. Right. Um, Walked across the street. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So – um, yeah, it is kind of wild to think about, but I mean, other than that, I've just ugh, been doing a lot of Christmas shopping and my wallet hurts. It's fine. My wallet hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still not done. I need to do, I need to order a couple more things tonight to feel like I'm in a good place. Yeah. Because my family does this every year. We're all like, oh, we're not going to get each other, uh, a lot of gifts or expensive gifts, or we try to do the thing where we get no gifts, but obviously that never happens. And then, like, my sister was like, oh, we're I'm not going to spend a lot of money on presents, and then she's getting me new Nikes. So then I felt like I had to sort of right. match closely in monetary value <laughs> my gifts. I'm like, oh, my God, it's too much. Oh, um, my God. So um, I actually have uh, a, a bit of a funny story. So I had seen something on the Internet that looked really cool, and I thought to myself, this would be a really good present for my brother, Matt, for Christmas. So it's been about a week since I ordered it. And I looked online. Apparently, I ordered it from China. So I don't know if it's oh, even no. going to get here in time or at all. Um, so I did order him a backup gift, which definitely should get here before Christmas. But um, yeah, I messed up there. <laughs> Maybe I'll come by next Christmas. Yeah. It's okay so. if it's late too, though. That's true. That's true. I think. I so now I'm worried about the quality. Oops. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. everything's made in China, though. Yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. I think it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I think our all of our laptops were probably made in China. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. okay. I feel like mm, is the MacBook, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, everything's made in China. I think it's okay. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I'll, I'll, it'll all be fine. And mm-hmm. uh, and then next week we have our our Secret Santa with our friends from home. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm and I'm hosting, and I'm not nervous. I don't know. I, my house is just small, so I'm just a little worried that that it's good. we're gonna be a bit squashed. But everyone's just gonna have to deal with it. No, it's gonna be. I guess. We can so, cuddle. Yeah. I actually yeah. did not know that you were hosting. I don't know. Because um, you don't check the group me here. I don't have groupie me um, on my phone. I don't. Me. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Can somebody post in the group me asking everybody to add to their wish list? I'm just saying. I can I can do that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Jen's sort of the yeah Jen's like the admin for mm-hmm. that, that group chat. Yeah, I have an idea yeah. for my person, but she often I would like speaks to yeah. make it very specific if uh, mm. there's something that that person would particularly like. Yeah, yeah definitely. So. Good to know. Yeah, I will but do good that. good to know you're hosting. I know where to go now. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I figured I would post in the, uh, we have like a home friends girl group chat um, because Kira, I don't think you have group me, but I also don't think Imi does either. So, I mean, like I could you know, have group me. I just 
don't, you know? Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if I you don't need to reach to exclude your friends. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Don't even text um, me if you need to reach me. Apparently, I don't answer those either. So. Yeah. <laughs> I know. At this point, we just need a regular Yeah, there's no way to get in contact. You, you just need to show up in San Francisco <laughs> to talk carrier to you. Carrier pigeon. <laughs> yeah, a carrier pigeon. That'll work. Yeah. But yeah, Jackie, if you need help the day of, um, I'll be around. I am just going to dinner with my grandma because it's her birthday. But day before... During the day, I got you and can help you. Thank you so much. I think it'll be fine. I think my concern is just the space. Because mm. my house is just, my house is a little, like, petite. Uh, but it'll be fine. It'll yeah, be it'll fine. be fine. My, my parents don't care. They're, like, pretty chill. So all will be well. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you, though. I appreciate it. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'm, like, a little concerned, but I'm mostly not. Like, I'm looking forward to it. So I think it'll be fun. Cute. Yeah. Yeah, so many things going on. Um, Yeah, and I think all this talk about the holidays is sort of going to bring us in a bit to our topic of the week. Um, Something, well, we talked about last week, sort of friendship breakups and maintaining long-distance friendships and things like that. And um, I think Jen brought this up, and it sort of got us thinking about maintaining those relationships and becoming friends with your parents. And I think that's something we want to talk about this week. Um, I mean, I think as you get older that relationship with your parents obviously changes and and fortunately i think for us we're able to be friends with our parents but i think as we get older as well there's sort of a balancing act that you need to to sort of cope with that relationship as well as it changes because i think as we grow up our parents and i think rightfully so because they're concerned begin having expectations and sort of anticipate and are sort of there anticipating you to start making these life changes and these life moves. So I think to a certain extent that relationship can get better, but it also can get more fraught because they're expecting more from you as you get older. And sometimes I think especially, I mean, I don't think it's just a millennial thing, but I think young people in general have always just sort of there's an insecurity as to what our future will hold. Um, And I think Mm. now more than ever, that seems to be very relevant. Um, Mm. So there is, there's two sides to having that friendship, but I just want to open it up to Jen because she did bring it up last week. Um, So Jen, I'll let you take it away. Oh, thank you. Um, Yeah. So last week when we were talking about friends and I don't totally remember how this came up, but we talked about how, when you get older your relationship with your parents kind of evolves and you become friends, I think, a little bit more than when you were as a child. So I think growing up and even in high school, you still feel like your parents are your parents and they lecture you about right and wrong. They tell you whether or not you can go out with your friends and who are you going out with and what time will you be home and having those types of conversations with your parents But I think when you get older, you definitely just have such a different relationship. I feel now more than ever that my parents are truly my best friends. And I'm so thankful for that because I know that not everybody has great relationships with their parents. Um, And I think that's really unfortunate. But especially since I've moved home and now I'm living here, I think my parents understand that they can't really lecture me about things as much. Um, At this point, they mostly know who my friends are as well. So when I say I'm going out with Jackie and Kira, for example, 
they know exactly who you are. They know that we're getting lunch and I'm also I'm like, what's 20... going to go wrong? Exactly. You know? I'm 24. <laughs> I'm going out drinking. It's not that big of a deal. Like I was when I was 16, cause that was illegal and that's getting into trouble. Now I'm not really getting into trouble at all. So mm-hmm. I don't really have that type of relationship with my parents anymore. Thankfully. I mean, they still lecture me to clean my room, which I'm really bad at keeping up with, <laughs> mm. but I put away my laundry. But other than that, I don't feel like they're my parents as much. I definitely feel like it's more of a friendship and mm-hmm. we get to enjoy things together now. And I don't think it was totally like that as a child I felt, or even as a teenager, um, I always felt very closed off and telling my parents what was up with my life and what I was thinking and things like that. And I think as I've gotten older, I've definitely gotten more open to talking to them about everything. And I think that's definitely something I value. And now we do things like we watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel together. And last week, my mom and I went to Stu Leonard's and just had a day, the two of us, and it was really fun. And it's just little things like that that I've really grown to appreciate as an adult. So what do you think um, brought about that transition in your relationship? Do you think it was just age and time? Um, or was there some sort of conscious or subconscious work that you were doing to uh, bring your relationship from what I really liked what you said about how you think your parents are your best friends and not so much your parents. Um, so was there any kind of intention set to bring it to that level or did it just naturally kind of transition? I think for me, it definitely was a natural transition. I think when I moved home, something that I was worried about was having my parents over my shoulders, still parenting me when I was 23, 24. And Mm -hmm. I think I'm very lucky in the sense that they understand the situation that I'm in and they're not Mm going to tell me what to do, what not to do. And I think at this point, they trust me to make good decisions, which I have at this point for the most part. I mean, of course, I make bad decisions every once in a while. But I think for the most part, they trust me, you know? Yeah. And I'm not really getting into trouble or anything like that. So I think it was not an intentional thing on my part. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it was intentional on their part to evolve the relationship that Mm -hmm. way. But I think it is just that mutual understanding that I'm an adult, they're adults, so they're going to treat me like an adult. Right. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, we've all said this, but I'm very conscious of the fact that I do have people in my life who have complicated relationships with their parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do feel very lucky that for me, I mean... I don't even really feel – I don't know if this is just, like, the kind of kid I was, but I don't even really feel my parents ever really, like, lectured me. I don't know. Maybe when I was younger they did. But I feel like especially once I turned 18 and I was driving – I mean, I was an annoying teenager to live with. I'm sure my dad has flat out told me. So (laughs) I'm I'm not even like speculating. Like I definitely was an annoying teenager to live with, but who wasn't? Um, But I think overall, like, I was a good kid. So I was more just moody and never really got lectured. And by the time I was driving in 18, it was just like that. Yeah, again, they knew all our friends, all our friends were good people. We weren't bad kids. But even people that I know who have difficult relationships with their parents, they're not bad kids. They're just like, 
it's a personality clash or something going on there. Mm. I think maybe the transition to more friends on my parents' part might have been intentional. Um, I know, like, for my mom, I mean, I don't want to speak for her, but I think she uh, didn't have a close friendship with her parents through her adulthood. Um and I think that that was kind of important to her once we went off to college. But I didn't really feel like she was trying to force a friendship on me or anything. I just think it did kind of happen naturally. And I, I think I mentioned this in last week's episode that my mom and I are very similar people. So we just kind of have a very easy, natural friendship. I think growing up, I look a lot like my dad. So people always compared me to my dad. So I always thought, you know, I was more like my dad. But I actually think personality-wise, I'm... I really mesh with my mom. Again, I like my dad too, but I just think my mom and I just had kind of a natural connection. Um, But to make this conversation maybe beneficial to a more diverse background, a group of people, I'm trying to think of what I would say to somebody who at this time of year going home for the holidays and who might have a strained relationship with their parents, um, how to kind of navigate those. I think patience is a really big part of it. It's hard to compromise with your parents who are older, definitely like have been through more and think they know more um, and kind of try to tell them how you would like them to interact with you can be kind of a difficult conversation to have um but I think to grow that relationship from parent to friendship that's kind of an important conversation to have if you do have a strained relationship with your parents like reminding them that you're an adult and you live on your own most when you're at school or wherever you know you don't need them to be so worried about you and setting curfews and whatnot Um, I don't know any thoughts on that. I feel like I'm kind of rambling, but I just want this to be, you know, we're all lucky. I feel like we're kind of an outlier. Well, maybe we're not an outlier, but, uh, Marissa, do you have anything? How are are your parents doing? They're lovely people. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I have a response directly to that question, but I think I'm very similar to you, Kira, in that my mom and I are so Mm. similar. Um, although I wouldn't necessarily... I don't, like, remember there ever really being a shift from parent to friend. I feel like I don't call my parents, like, my friends, Mm. but I am still really close to them. I just don't think, like, and I really enjoy hanging out with, but, like, I have so much fun when I'm with my family. Mm. But Mm -hmm. I still do, like, think of them as my parents and kind, like, even sometimes when I'm home, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go do this, like... I don't know. I'm not really, like, asking for their permission, but I'm just like, you're my parents, so, like, I don't know. But um, in terms of, yeah, people going home, maybe not having those, I think also, like, just for you as a person to know, like, they don't know, they might not know, like, what goes on in your day-to-day life, so they might Mm. be judging you on things that, like, they kind of know, like, maybe something to do with, like, relationships or work or, or... I don't know where you're living and I think maybe if any parents or even like family members that you're seeing are like judging you kind of or like asking you questions just kind of know like 
they don't know what's going on in your life. They don't really know as much about you as, like, your friends do. So Mm -hmm. try not to, like, let what they say get to you too much. That's a good point. You should have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This will be the start of it. (laughs) You guys can all be guests. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I definitely know friends that have strained relationships with one or both of their parents. Um, I don't want to get into it too much, but one of my best friends from college, her father passed away many years ago. And since then, she has a really difficult relationship with their mother. And she's currently living at home and she feels a little stuck. And I think Mm. for me, it's really tough to give her advice because I, I don't know what that's like. And I don't really have answers for how to navigate that type of situation especially when it's not so easy to just move out when you know things don't things aren't lined up the right way Mm -hmm. you don't have endless amounts of money and things like that so yeah I wish I had a better answer a better piece of advice but for me something that I've always told her is that even though she goes through a lot of tough times and she might feel lonely, I'm sure her mom feels the same way. And Mm. I think recognizing that your parents are people too and they go through Mm. tough times and being there for them as you would a friend or a family member, I think that's something that's important as you grow older is taking on that responsibility to not just receive from your parents but to give to them as well. Mm. Mm, I also think acceptance to a certain extent point what to a certain Mm -hmm. extent is important as well you know acknowledging that maybe there are aspects of your relationship you'd like to work on and change but also just accepting that they are who they are and maybe you can't change them but your relationship can be beautiful in whatever state it's in even if it's not perfect or how you would ideally imagine it to be yeah Mm -hmm. I think something to that is that, something to add to that is that I think for the most part, right, I mean, I think your parents love you, so I think it's important to, when confrontation does happen or when you're trying to sort of resolve these issues, to sort of make sure that everyone keeps their tempers and to sort of think about what you're saying because ultimately your parents do love you and something you might say that seems sort of insignificant to you can cause them a lot of pain. And I've sort of been talking to to people about this lately. So it's sort of been on my mind about how people also treat their parents. And then Mm -hmm. you don't, so something how like remembering that your parents are people too, and they have emotions. So the things that you say, that is, that is their child saying it back to them. So, Mm. you know, that, um, I think, you know, letting those tempers rise is something that is something that doesn't need to happen. It's really unnecessary, but it can cause just more damage than resolve anything. So I think when you're trying to work out those differences, just like consider like who you're saying it to and like what that will mean to them um, when trying to, to, to work out all of those issues. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think for the most part for me, you know, I, my, my relationship has changed with my parents sort of in that I think with my, you know, my mom and I are, are, I think my mom is my best friend and, and I think 
my relationship has changed with them in the past couple of years and that my dad had open heart surgery, I guess it was her senior year of college, or not of college, of high school. Um, so I think we're coming up on six years that he had that surgery and he's fine now. Like he's, you know, like he, he's fine. My dad is 71. He's not, you know, a spring chicken. Um, and, mm-hmm. but at that time it was sort of a, that was a sort of a transition where he really needed to be taken care of. And that sort of did shift the roles in our relationship. Not that I was, I certainly was not the sole caregiver for him because I obviously have my mom. And I have three older siblings who are all much older than me. They're, my brother is my brother and I, he's the oldest. He's, we're 20 years apart. So all of my siblings are adults. Um, but I think that has changed our relationship in that I'm more concerned now about what his next 10 to 15 years are going to be health-wise and, like, what I need to do to make sure that he's going to be well taken care of and, like, things like that. So I think that's sort of how our, I think that caused a shift in the relationship and that, you know, you know, sometimes I have to, like, there have just been situations like where I've had to take my dad to like, like I mentioned this last week, I think my dad can't drive because he has really poor vision. My dad's just like, it's, I'm making it sound so much worse. Like he's fine. Like he can do all, he's fine. But so I have to take him for, you know, sometimes I, if my mom can't take him, I, you know, we have to go out to all different kinds of doctors and specialists and things like that. Just because he does, he has sort of a, uh, his posse of, of medical professionals that are constantly checking up on him. Mm. Um, so I think that changed our relationship and made it like it, it's not a burden, but like suddenly like you have that responsibility that you're not considering when you're a kid. Well, cause um, you're taking care of your parent now. So the right. roles have changed and maybe for yeah. you kind of younger than you would typically right. expect. Yeah, I think so. And like, I'm certainly like, it's not a burden. I don't have a problem doing it and it doesn't bother me. And I certainly am not doing it on my own. And like, I don't have this like heavy weight where like, I am the sole provider. I'm not (laughs) the provider of anything, but that has changed the dynamic of sort of like that, that just just changed my perspective. Like I need to be like concerned about his next 10 years. Mm -hmm. So like, cause in 10 years, my dad's going to be 80. That's weird. Um, yeah. So that's, so that I think has, um, I think that changed our relationship. Mm -hmm. I more, it changed my, our relationship more than I realized at the time. I mean, that's a pretty big surgery to undergo and a pretty big life change. And like with, with that, like came like a, like sort of like a whole, like, I don't know, it it was kind of weird, like a whole host of like other health issues followed Mm. and like, you know, like all these things. So, um, my dad's fine. He's not like. You know, my dad, like, still, like, rides his bike and stuff and, like, does all these things, so he's fine. But, you know, it just changes the, it just, like, changed the dynamic. So I think that's Mm -hmm. something that, um, that was something that we didn't anticipate and it really just kind of changed everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think everybody is going to go through that at some point in their lives. And it's a little scary and daunting to think about it how the roles will reverse one day and you might end up taking care of your parents and maybe your parent might live with you at some point. 
Um, I know that's something I've thought about before. And thankfully, both of my parents are in fairly good health at this point. But yeah, it's definitely something that we'll all experience at one point or another. But thank you for sharing, Jackie. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for being so open about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's not like depressing. Like my dad is fine, so I don't like. Yeah, I'm like it. I've seen him in the past mm-hmm. few years. He's yeah, totally he's good. Fine. Yeah, like he's totally fine. He just like you know, mm-hmm. like you know, he's just got a. He's seen a cardiologist every two months for the past six years, just because that's just how it goes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is great. I think it's like fantastic that. But he's just like you know, they always keep a super close eye on on people. Yeah, you know that right. have like those kinds of surgeries. So, mm-hmm. just sort of a result. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I really mean, like. Oh. Yeah. No, go oh. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I've heard this happen in the pod before. You understand. No, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I just what you're saying about realizing like they're your like what you're saying to your parents, like kind of put yourself in their shoes. I just feel like everyone, even if you think you're nice to your parents, like everyone should be nicer to them. Like mm-hmm. I know for me, like I can get annoyed like, because I'm so much like my mom, I can sometimes butt heads with my dad just because I'm, like, a carbon copy of her. Not Maybe not a carbon copy, but, like, sometimes he'll be, like, chewing food loudly, which is something <laughs> that really bothers me, and I'll, like, get so annoyed. And I, I'm i just, like, I don't want that to be, like, what he's remembering or, like, even what mm. I remember. Like, God forbid something does happen. Like, I don't know. Like, our parents are all getting older and stuff, so I just feel like... Everyone should, including, like, this is kind of directed at myself, but, like, everyone should just be nice to their parents. Yeah. Because, because they've done so much for you. If you have good parents. Yeah. If you don't have good parents, feel free to be mean to them. <laughs> yes. <that's true. laughs> I'm kind of kidding. But I was thinking uh, when we were talking earlier about um, strained relationships with your parents as well, I think, uh, to a certain extent, sometimes you might have to be a bigger person when it comes to your parents mm-hmm. because they are going to be more stuck in their ways because they're older and so to they've had more time good, to get stuck. Yeah, exactly. To maintain a good relationship with them, it might have to be more of you um, mm-hmm. giving leeway to their ways. Um, I think that's kind of part of it. Um, yeah. If you don't agree. have good people for parents, I'm sorry. I hope you can find some sort of peace with that and learn something from that and take something positive away. And also some like other parent figures yeah. in your life um oh that's so true like who yeah. are other like the other figures of um yeah like my cousin mm. didn't have the best mother but she really turned to my mom and it doesn't have to be like someone you're related to but I just think like right. having like yeah you might not have great parents but that doesn't mean you can't have you know someone in your life who you look up to or it gives you advice or Mm -hmm. anything so that can Mm -hmm. also help yeah that's a good point I like that (laughs) yeah yeah I think that's a good place to sort of wrap up this conversation but I think there's a lot to think about and we sort of talked a lot we we sort of covered a lot in this but um I think yeah ultimately with these kinds of relationships it's important to keep sort of that communication open and honest and try and work through those issues and and be mindful of who you're talking to but also you know if that other person has you know everyone has uh you we never know 
the history that people are dealing with with their parents. So it's easy to say to just try and work it out and see if you can. But, you know, I think to a certain extent, you sometimes, like Kira just said, like you have to just be the bigger person. And, um, mm. yeah, I mean, it's it's hard, but, you know, it's up to you to sort of make that distinction. But I think ultimately, like, giving it a go is probably the best thing. But, you know, if it doesn't work out and if that relationship is it's sort of stuck in its place, then it, it might be hard to, to break out of that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think all of us are super fortunate in that we have, like, great relationships with our parents. It's not always perfect. I mean, sometimes my dad's super irritating. <sighs> my mom doesn't really bother me that much. My dad is kind of a grumpy old man. Had to get that one Aww. off my chest. Aww. Yeah, You're like, I had to get it's... it off my chest on the pod. I had to tell everybody. Yeah, on the pod, yeah. No, I mean, I love my dad, My but my dad is, my dad's 71. I feel like, uh, anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah. everyone's going to butt heads with their family at some time. Yeah. No family right. yeah. 100%, has no problems. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that was the point I was trying to make, is that even though we have good relationships with our parents, we still butt heads. Not everything's yeah. perfect. We still get into mm-hmm. fights. Things like that always happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my but mom I and I... Is... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Jen. I was going to say, <laughs> I almost have the opposite issue where... My mom and I are so alike that sometimes we butt heads because we're both stubborn mm. and can get mm. a little sassy. Yeah. Um, hasn't happened recently, but, you know, sometimes, like, I'll just be sitting on the couch and she just talks to me about things I don't care about. And I'll be sitting there <laughs> thinking to myself, do you not see me trying to watch TV? I'm trying to be a potato. <laughs> I'm trying to unplug my brain for a second. I don't want to hear about Angelo from work, Terry. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what it means that we're four girls and we're all saying we're like our moms. Hmm. I comment percent like my mom. I am, yeah. My sister though is like exactly like my dad. Mm. So mm. I think yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, my sister's my dad. I'm my mom, and my yeah. sister and I didn't really get along until <laughs> we were older. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's a that goes along with that the whole theory sense. with the yeah. parents mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I mean, I think this is probably true. In our house, my mom is, like, she cracks the whip. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. She is the head, 100%. So it's not surprising that I'm just like my mother because she's <laughs> just in charge all the time. Love it. <laughs> so she molded me in her in her image. A true matriarch. So, yeah. Yeah, this is 100% a matriarchy. Like, come on. Heck yeah. Come on. Yeah. note i think it's time to turn to our hot takes 
And I'm going to let Jen start because Jen has, like, there's big news going on. Oh, my God. <laughs> For a second, I was like, what? And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take it away, For Jen. <laughs> Uh, just for total transparency to our podcast listeners, uh, we have a Google Doc that we refer to during our podcast to keep track of general notes and the agenda for today's podcast. And uh, my notes here are in all caps, but I <laughs> I cannot get into this because I will end up talking about this for 30 minutes. But our boy Harry dropped his album on Friday and it is so good. It's so, so good. I can't say that I love every song, but there are some songs on there mm. that really hit home and make me feel all the feels. And I didn't not cry listening to it on Friday. And, <laughs> you know, he, I didn't not. Cry. <laughs> and it's funny because he did a few interviews before the album release and he had mentioned, you know, the album is just about being sad and having sex. And I don't know. I, I didn't believe him, I guess. It kind of really is. is. <laughs> and his heart has just been so broken. And I just want to love him and protect his heart forever. And I'm so sad. But at the same time, I'm very thankful that he was so open and raw on the album. And I had texted Kira this, but I really feel like he has come into his own on the album and you can tell that he's very happy with the work that he produced and uh, I'm just so excited and so much more in love with him than I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel comfortable to say I like every song on the album. <laughs> I mean, no song is bad. Except, Except uh, Treat People With Kindness. Yeah, Treat People With Kindness. I'm pretty sure I wrote that song. <laughs> like, it's like... <laughs> Oh, wait, that one I thought, I was like, what the hell is this? I kind of thought, because I've only good. listened to it. The more you listen to it, uh -huh. but the part where it's like, maybe we could treat people, whatever it goes, I can't sing it. I was like, flat out, Sienna well, and I wrote like this song. is it like a kid's chorus that like starts to sing the beginning? I can't remember. I just thought it was so silly. Um, I've only it's listened to the album while driving or just in my car, so I haven't been able to really assess the lyrics mm -hmm. quite in the way I think you both have. Yeah, and it's um, an album you have to assess the lyrics because yeah, a lot right. goes yeah, on yeah. in there. There's a lot to process. I'm still processing it. Yeah. But it's definitely still a good taking one. It all in. I think right now yeah. my favorite it it's hard to pick one, but I really love Fine mm -hmm. Line. Which is great because that's I the agree. Album I think title. Fine Line is one of the best like quality of songs mm -hmm. i really like golden i do like golden too i think it's fun mm -hmm. and then also to be lonely i'm like so relatable me yeah so sherry was also very sad are, uh, yeah also i also good. like the singles like adore you i think it's so adore fun. you is adore great you, so. yeah wow and watermelon sugar just gets stuck in my head all the time mm -hmm. so i'm so excited for his what tour is now? watermelon sugar oh what is watermelon sugar oh, yeah. i can tell you exactly <laughs> what it's about go ahead I was giving people, I don't know, like, I don't know why I know so much, but Kat was asking about what some of the songs mean. I'm like, well, actually, <laughs> I do know. Um, Watermelon Sugar is the name of a book title that his ex-girlfriend uh, really enjoyed. But the song is about oral sex and the mutual enjoyment of oral sex. Ah. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's good like to legit, know. Though. All right. We, we were listening to it on Spotify, and it has these, like, 
behind the lyrics mm-hmm. things and it half of it is the lyrics and then half of it is like just information about it I guess I don't know but yeah. it literally said like on the tv it popped up like well because it was from the apple music interview interview that he right. did with Zane Lowe because yeah. otherwise I mean I thought it was about oral sex but I didn't know like for sure yeah because uh, taste it whatever <laughs> um but he like brought it up and I didn't know it was the mutual enjoyment mm. of <laughs> I just found it funny that it, like, popped up on the screen during yeah, the holiday like, party. <laughs> <laughs> well, Harry can watermelon sugar high me anytime he wants. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's single. I'm single. Listen. You know. We don't. <laughs> PG-13. <laughs> this is a family show. Yeah, you have to, like, rate this podcast. Explicit. A- You're yeah. dying and immature. <laughs> Do you have any nudes on the cloud? Yeah, loads. <laughs> <laughs> no one else is gonna get that i get it yeah loads yeah loads anyway yeah. listen to the album. the album it's great he's hot i do agree though i think he keeps getting better i was saying this to marissa earlier today um because for those who don't know also marissa's one direction Abby. fan mm-hmm. partially why we're, we became friends i'm a nile girl like jackie though yeah uh, yes. niler um, but she was talking about how she loves Niall, but she thinks Harry makes the best music. Yeah. Oh, obviously. 100%. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. But I was just saying how, like, I think, I don't know. I just think he, like, is keep, so talented. Like, he just keeps mm-hmm. getting better. And I'm like, he yeah. couldn't have done anything else. Like, he had to yeah. be a musician. I mean, obviously, look at his outfits. Yeah. Like, what else are you going to do? <laughs> look at those high-waisted mm-hmm. pants. Yeah. Exactly. He had to be a star. Otherwise, I think he would be an English teacher if he were. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, imagine he's your high school English teacher. Yeah. Oh, my Talk. God. Well, when he was interviewing prior to the album release, he had said a few times that he felt like with the first album, he was holding back a little bit. I didn't quite understand what he meant, but listening to this album, and then he listened to this. I get it now. He really yeah. was just so open about everything he's very confident. that he's gone through. But yeah, like you were saying, he's just also very confident in himself now, and that just makes me happy. Yeah. I love him. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I wonder. I would like Harry to like you know in that Zane Lowe interview, he talked about going to therapy and stuff. I mean, obviously, he's never going to do this, but I'm like, I want to know your journey to gaining more confidence. Because think about when he started One Direction. I was thinking about that documentary that they did, like that. Where he was crying. Yeah, when he was crying because he couldn't hit that one note in What Makes You Beautiful, and people sent him mean tweets. And he cried. And I was like, now look at him. Like, now he doesn't care. Now he's walking around singing about all sorts of things and doesn't care. Like, what was that journey for you (laughs) Um, to get from that point to. Mm Here. I'm like, I need those therapy notes. <laughs> you should invite him on the pod. Uh, I mean. Of course. He's always invited. <laughs> Would be, like, beyond. Yeah. <laughs> There's, like, never... <laughs> never not a moment you're not welcome here. <laughs> I actually would never like to speak to him. That would be horrible. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> probably wouldn't be able to function. Yeah, Kira's like, I'm in love with him, but I never want to meet him because it would just go bad. Yeah. I want to get married, but I never want to meet him. <laughs> Right. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) Just listen to the album. Let's Uh move on. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, Kira, what's your uh, what's going on with you? What's your hot take? Um, I don't think I had anything too crazy. Um, I did write down about the UK elections. I don't know that I really want to get into it. I would probably, to speak more eloquently on it, need to do more research. But it just kind of had me feeling some deja mm-hmm. vu um, and a little concerned for our own ele- elections. So also, like, I follow a lot of British people on social media. Like, I feel like most of the people I follow live in London or the UK. So I just feel like it was really present in my online mm-hmm. world this week. Uh, so shout out to anybody else also kind of feeling a little concerned about 2020 and what that election had going on. Um, also, I'm way behind on this, but if anybody has listened to the podcast called The Dropout on Elizabeth Holmes, if you like investigative journalism, it is so good. I binged it so hard this week. It's not that long. I forget. It's probably like six or seven mm. episodes. Um, but Elizabeth Holmes is, she created uh, Theranos, mm-hmm. I believe is how yep. you pronounce it. Um, and she was a Stanford student who dropped out after like, two years, I think. I don't even know that she made it all the way through her second year. And she created this company uh, that would be able to test blood with just one drop of blood. So it was huge. I don't even know how to overestimate how huge this company was. She like transformed or they were thinking that this would transform the medical industry. You know, she was with, she had a lot of political people behind her, Joe Biden, the Clintons, um, think she was on Forbes for being the fastest rising female CEO to become a billionaire or whatever, pre-Kylie Jenner. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out it was all fake and they were lying about the test results. And in July of 2020, she'll be going on trial. So I'm definitely going to be following that. But I just thought it was a really interesting podcast because I definitely heard of it. But hearing more about her and her rise was kind of crazy because I just can't believe she got away with it for so long. So if you're like me and love a good crime story, uh, that's a little less uh, terrifying than murder. There's a documentary too. I forgot what it's called now, but there's a documentary on her and the fall Mm. of Theranos. Um, Aimee, my friend Aimee is very into this and she's been following a bunch. Mm. It's a very interesting story because a lot of people had said that it's she modeled herself after Steve Jobs and was trying to go for that type of... She changed her yeah. voice. Like, it was freaking... I'm interested yeah. in the psychology behind it, of course. Like, obviously, right? that's a little crazy. I thought about that because I was like... Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Her voice on the... They have her voice on the mm-hmm. pod a little bit, and... I was like, her voice is so weird. What is happening? And then they spoke about how she literally was trying to embody Steve Jobs and lowered like lowered the octave of her voice. That's um, and so I'm like, is okay. she like, I'm not trying to diagnose, but you know, I love to diagnose. I'm like, is that like some sort of psychopathic sort of or egotistical something going on there to totally try to embody somebody yeah. else? I don't know. Pretty crazy, but I recommend weird podcast. Yeah. Um, And then I just wanted to ask if anyone's been watching any of the Netflix Christmas movies because I feel like I haven't been and I want to know what's good if anybody has any recommendations. I've just been watching like, guys, don't judge me, but Grey's Anatomy (laughs) (laughs) season two. What have you been watching? 
Grey's oh, Anatomy. Classic. Season two. Oh, Grey's Anatomy. Um, that's fine. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, it's fine, but it's oh. my third round. It happened. <laughs> in how many years? You should in watch The West Wing year? before it leaves Netflix. What? Yeah. You should watch The West Wing before it leaves Netflix. Oh, The West Netflix. Wing. Oh, my God. I thought Grey's Anatomy was going to leave Netflix, and I was like, I'm no, going to no, die. No. I don't know Didn't what I'm going to do. Did you listen to me on last week's episode, Kira? The West Wing is leaving Netflix in 2020. Oh, no, no, yeah. I remember. I just thought you said okay. Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. I remember West yeah. Wing. I asked for Christmas movie recommendations. I, um, um, not honestly, West Wing. I hate all of them. They all look stupid, so I don't watch them. Sorry. <laughs> I um, <laughs> usually watch the classic Christmas movies around Christmas because that's what gets me in the Christmas spirit. So, you know, Home Alone is always a classic. Um, I love A Christmas Story. I do not like Home Alone. What? I'm sorry. Unpopular what? opinion. Me either. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I mouthed me either to Kira, but... What? Wait, I just like what is find wrong it. With you both? Guys, what? what? Sorry. Whoa. You don't like it's kind. Of, it's like not good. I mean, no, but okay. I wait. always thought it was kind of ha- scary. Okay, wait, okay wait, wait, I get that. Wait, but the okay. John Williams literally wrote the fucking score. Okay, John Williams of Star Wars wrote okay, so like, like the music. music is fine. Yeah, yeah. John no, Williams. I'm saying amazing. like it's a qua- high qua. Like there was like effort put into this. Okay, you know what? Oh, you know what? She's like, you can not even worth the convince. <laughs> well, why does he get stuck at home so many times? Why are there so many Home Alone movies? Oh, yeah. I mean, the question. sequels well, aren't as good. Yeah, that. I mean, the other... Home Alone 2 is okay. I actually think the Lost only one that's good is Home Alone in New York. Lost in New York. Lost in New York. Yeah. That's, that's the only classic. one that's good. But I usually watch... That's but the rest that's good after like, the yeah, first. Yeah, I usually watch, like, Elf my 2. Elf is really good. Love that one. That's a classic. I mean, I know these. I'm asking for the Um, Sorry. Yeah, the Netflix, Netflix made one. Recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> like, be more. Um, that I got from Drop my friend down. Catherine I know the good today. Ones. I have not personally seen it, but I was recommended to watch this. It's called Christmas Inheritance. And she said it was good. Oh, no, I've actually seen that one. That okay. was pretty good. Well, there you go. That's <laughs> all I got. <laughs> but of the bad ones, it's not the worst. I was just wondering if anyone sees, like, A Christmas Prince, the baby one. Um, Besides us, Kira and I have. Oh, wait, we, we haven't, haven't seen, seen the baby one. one. Yeah. yeah. The third one. <laughs> All right, thanks for no help. <laughs> we'll crowdsource from our listeners. Oh, anyway. Holiday in the Wild. That has oh, Holiday in the Wild in it. Yeah, but I didn't enjoy it. I thought you it was kind of yeah. I watched it. it with my cousin. Mm. I thought it was kind of oh, like. Okay. I mean, I think it's great that Kristen Davis in real life she's really involved in um, saving the elephants, which is a cause mm. very important to me. I love elephants, um, so I think that's why the movie was made. It was, seemed like it was kind of in um, involvement with the David Sheldrick Wildlife Organization. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah. So I really appreciate that she does that in real life. The movie was a little like, uh, mm-hmm. white people come into Africa to try to mm-hmm. save everybody. Like, what are you doing? Uh, um, yeah. yeah. I don't know if Netflix Christmas movies are better or worse than Hallmark Christmas movies. Because I don't know that worse. I've actually... Yeah. I would because Hallmark worse. Christmas movies are so bad in a good way. Yeah. And Netflix Christmas movies are like, they almost tried so to So bad that good. it's like, just really not right. good. Well, they yeah. were like, almost trying to do a good job. And, it's like, you can't, you can't try to do a good job. You just have to do a bad job. Mm. And some of these Netflix movies have bankable stars, like Kristen... What's her name? Kristen Davis? Kristen Davis I think it's and Kristen Rob Davis. Lowe. Yeah, like, yeah. they have like, actual actors, like, people right. that... So it's kind of like confusing, right? Um, or like Vanessa right, so Hudgens they try to is be in a good. few. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hallmark Channel all uses the same. Oh shit. yeah, right. that girl who right. plays Gretchen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's in a ton. 
Then you have the Candace Cameron Beret. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's like She's her thing now. Yeah. In Full House. DJ. Yeah. yeah. Leah Michelle just did one on ABC. No. On ABC. Oh my god, have to watch. It, it's it was up on the thing and I was like, I just watched this, we should watch it yesterday. And then oh, I was the like the beach should, one? Yeah, and I was like, we should oh. at least watch the trailer and then we went back to Netflix. Uh, I wasn't it's interested because it looked like a beach. It is a beach. it's a Hawaii, but like Okay, I'll watch like it Leah Michelle. What can I say? <laughs> Um, yeah, it's like it's called Same Time Next Christmas, and it's on oh. ABC. And it was better than like I feel like any of the Netflix. Like it was just like better made. Okay, and we, I can like we can watch. And the guy, I had heard about that one. Okay, I watch it, but I'd watch it again. The guy is what really matters, you know. <laughs> if he's good, he'll pull you through <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for the recommendations. If anybody has any other recommendations, you can send it to us at Her Take Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> Jackie, how about you? What's your hot take for the week? My hot take for the week is that uh, Miss Universe is Miss South Africa. I don't really care about pageants, but and I'm not the first person, obviously, to point this out, but I think it's pretty cool that Miss America, Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, and Miss Universe are all black women. I think mm-hmm. it's amazing. That's so cool. I think it's so exciting. Um, I don't really... I mean, I didn't watch Miss Universe because I think it's... Like, I'm not trying to judge these women that put a lot of effort into these things, but I just don't think that, like, a beauty contest essentially is what, like, right? Like, we're just, let's just keep objectifying women. Because, like, there are no male beauty, anyway. Yep. Um, So, but I think it's pretty cool um, that that was, you know. It, it kind of is interesting because it, like, leads into, like, a bigger topic about how, like, I think Miss Puerto Rico was the runner-up, and it seems like there were, like, a lot of negative reactions about Miss South Africa winning, like, amongst, like, Puerto Ricans, and I think, like, some Latinos because, like, of, like, colorism and, like, inherent racism and how, like, the this, like, white blonde woman who's, like, representing Puerto Rico, like, didn't win, like, against, like, this black woman, like, so I think... That is an interesting conversation to have, and like how Wait, like I'm a racism a little bit. So Miss Puerto Rico was the runner-up for right. Miss Universe, and she's like a beautiful like they're all beautiful. She's has blonde hair, blue eyes, very fair mm-hmm. skin, and there seems to be a lot of like negative reactions to Miss South Africa winning over her. I think not like not generalizing like the Puerto Rican community, but there just seems to be, like, negative reactions, like, in large part about mm. her not winning because she lost against a black woman and, like, oh, like, how did this girl lose against this black woman with, like, who has, like, a shaved head, basically? Like, that's sort of, like, the commentary and, like, it, like, sort of just, like, further reveals the fact that, like, of course, like, we know this, but, like, of course, like, Latinos and, like, people that are in minority groups can be racist against other minorities and like revealing like this like blatant like colorism that exists like in addition Mm. like on top of like racism because like even like latinos that are brown will still be like how did this white girl like lose this black woman Mm. like how this white woman lose this black woman so that is uh Mm. something that it's so that's like kind of shitty but I think it's, like, important that we acknowledge this and, like, important that we show that this exists. Yeah, um, that's intense. Like, I did not yeah. hear that. I knew about um, South Miss South Africa. Is that what she's called? Miss South Africa? Mm-hmm. Winning. Yeah. Um, but I did not hear about some of the racism that was yeah. going on. Yeah, I think um, that's, like, a little more niche, but mm. it's uh, – 
yeah i don't and i don't that's definitely hasn't been like a major like news headline but that mm-hmm. is something that has sort of like resulted from this mm-hmm. so i think that's just like an important conversation that like we have yeah. um yeah. yeah i also like want to just bring this up this is like kind of like depressing but yesterday was the um was the seventh anniversary of the Sandy Hook shooting, where uh, I think it was 26 children and teachers died at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, um, and nothing has changed, and there was a shooting in Jersey City, like a total shootout last week, mm-hmm. uh, probably a hate crime, and nothing has changed in America, and we don't care, or not we don't care, but people don't care, and gun laws right. haven't changed, and people continue to die. Mm-hmm. Uh in large numbers from mass shootings all the time. Um, so sad. So what are we doing I in 2020 think... to do something about it? What organization <sighs> should we march for? Join? Vote for people Ooh, who are um, for common yeah. sense, gun reform. Definitely we'll do that. Make sure we vote. I, I think like, every town to... is a great organization yeah. um, to get involved with. I've definitely donated to them before, um, but my 2020 goal is to do more volunteering. So maybe I will add every town to mm-hmm. my list um, yeah i think i need to protest more i don't do that enough i don't do so. it and i'm just like i just we just rant here yeah yeah which like okay fair enough but like yeah let's put some movement behind our words mm-hmm. if we're like so right about these poor children who died also yesterday was december 14th when the episode comes out it'll have been a few days since ah uh, yes yes um, yes thank you but yeah, you're right. So much. It's been a while since uh, those children were murdered and not much has changed. So mm. can put some. There's a, another organization, too, called Moms Demand, and that's mm. for moms demanding action against gun violence. And I think that's another good organization. I don't know that you have to be a mom to join. I don't think you do. So mm-hmm. I think you could be anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that just uh, that was kind of sad, but I, I think it was important to bring up because while I think it can be a downer to talk about, those families continue to deal with that pain every day. So it's important, right. I think, that we think about them too. They deserve to be thought of more than once a year mm-hmm. by just sort of like general, like the general population, but wanted to acknowledge that. Um, yeah. So I think on that note, kind of, <laughs> on a, a little bit of a downer, but I think it's important. Yeah. Um, I wanted to just ask if anyone had any heroes or sheroes of the week. I think Jem was going to mention Miss Universe. Sorry, I kind of mm-hmm. took that one. Yeah, I was going to mention Miss Universe. I think you covered it pretty well. I think it's, again, pretty remarkable that uh, so many of the women who are holding these titles, Miss America... Miss Teen USA and Miss Universe are all women of color. So that's really exciting. And um, I don't know if you saw anything from the Miss Universe pageant. I didn't watch, but I saw some clips online. And, you know, I think usually the women who are in these pageants do a pretty good job most of the time at articulating what it means for young girls and what their role is to them and... Uh, I thought she did a really fabulous job of articulating how women are the future and we need to empower young girls now 
for them to make a change in the future and that we're going to run the world one day. And I just love that. And I know that is a sentiment that we all share. So just want to give her a quick little shout out. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. I think, yeah, I probably should clarify also, like, certainly, like, not judging, like, these women and, like, this is something that they've, like, dedicated, like, their mm-hmm. lives to doing, participating in pageants. And I think now more than ever, more than, you know, let's say certainly maybe 50 years ago, people and these women are using that platform for mm-hmm. social change and for good. Um, I just, like, generally, like... I'm like uneasy with the concept of a pageant and things mm. like that, but right, certainly like the, I think origin the women, of it. yeah, I but I think the women that participate are commendable and and use yeah. their platform mm-hmm. for good. Um, so yeah, I definitely definitely agree Great. with that, Jen. Jackie, did you want to share some yeah. shiros that you had this week? I have a, quite a few shiros. My shiros of the week are the U.S. Mm-hmm. Women's National Team. As you all know, we are groupies, groupies. Um, <laughs> obviously. And they have been named Time Magazine's Athletes of the Year uh, because obviously, duh, after the year they've had, they deserve it. They deserve the recognition. And not only winning the World Cup, but fighting for equal pay for women in the uh, U.S. Soccer Organization or Federation. Um, I think they deserve it. They're fantastic. We love them. You all know this. We've talked about them before. Just wanted <laughs> to shout them out because I think that's awesome. That they. But then also, named. Megan Rapino is the Sports Illustrated Person of the Year. Yeah, cover mm-hmm. that oh, was awesome. I did. I did. I did. It was With great. The, whatever it's called, like axe or something. It was really cool. Uh, a queen. Hammer, yeah. sledgehammer, yeah. sledgehammer. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, our queens. So, yeah, just wanted to shout them out. We love them. We love them all. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty great. And, well, I guess I should mention Greta Thunberg was also, is also Time Magazine's person Which is amazing. Year, which is She's crazy. She's the youngest person. Yeah. So it, cool. Oh, is she the youngest mm-hmm. person? Wow. I didn't realize that. That makes sense because she's yeah. so young. But that brings crazy. me back to what have I done? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a decade it's been for she's me. So incredible. Yeah. We graduated middle yeah. school. Yeah, we graduated middle That's school. It. That's, That's my accomplishment. <laughs> Did not change the world. No. She's really great, and I think it was very well deserved. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, amazing. We love our women. Um. Yeah, I I can't believe we're already here, but I think it's that time for our retakes. Um, yeah, Kira, do you have any uh, retakes from last week? I do have a retake, <laughs> and it's funny because Bruce is here. <laughs> I don't think Marissa and Jen have ever met. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we have. So I think I guess we haven't. No, if you you're thinking about when you went to Barcelona. With a bunch of people. I said that kind of like Barcelona. It's Barcelona. a restaurant in Boston. Um, Barcelona. I, yeah, I was home for co-op right. that semester. So I think you probably met everyone mm-hmm. else, but not me. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's another time, but I don't think we've met. I've followed you on Instagram since, like, I think freshman year. So I feel like I know right. you, but... I, I know, don't. isn't that so weird? I don't. <laughs> yeah, and I've been listening to the pod too, so I'm like, I feel like I actually am friends with you now. Right? I don't, I've never met isn't you. That crazy. So, I truly thought that we yeah. had met, but I guess we haven't. 
Yeah. yeah, she went along with it. She was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Marissa texted me and she was like, I don't think I've met Jen. Because <laughs> I've like seriously had to think about it before. Because I'm like, I do follow her, but I don't think we've met. Yeah. We'll meet eventually. Anyway. It's only anyway. a matter of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the only other thing I did want to say also because not just because Marissa's here, but in general, I have had good birthdays in the past <laughs> few years. And I, especially I had like a great birthday last year. Well, you planned that one. I did well, plan actually, that, that one. Actually, that was the week after. Day of your birthday, you had work. Or no, you had um, babysitting. That was work. Oh, I don't remember my actual. Well, we went to Wagamama's. Yeah. And I also was supposed to get Union Square Donuts, but <laughs> it like didn't work no. out. No. But, <laughs> Well, anyway, the point was, I have had good birthdays in the past few years. Shout out to my friends who are awesome and do have good birthdays. And I did plan last year's birthday, but everybody participated really. Honestly, it, really fun. It, was the, it was the best. I had a musical icon themed oh birthday gosh, party yes. solely so I could dress as Heck Cher. Yeah. yeah. But everybody came dressed up. Marissa was David so Bowie. I remember this. Yeah. Everybody dressed up. I wasn't there, but like. Yeah. Our other friend was Freddie Mercury, Britney Spears. Oh. We had a Post Malone. I love it. Who else? Macklemore. Macklemore. Um, our one friend came as Katie Heron from Mean Girls, which <laughs> yeah. isn't quite... I mean, it's, it's an icon. <laughs> but yeah, I've had good birthdays. Um, oh. I'm more just... I stand by the sentiment of you don't have to have a good birthday just because it's your birthday. It's mm-hmm. only one day in the mm-hmm. whole year. But throw a musical icon party. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> I think you could also have good birthday celebrations that aren't on your birthday. Like, I was just thinking now, right, Kira, we, one of the best birthday celebrations I ever had was at your house with the Harry Styles cake. That was really fun. I Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, full circle, but I had, like, a... We went to Carabelle. <laughs> I literally had a fight with my parents before that. I don't remember what about, but they took my phone or something, which never really happened growing up, so it must have been pretty bad. But I was like, I need to go to Kira's because... Whatever, and then I showed up and ended up being really great. So, wow. TBT. That was a good party, I will say. I know how to throw yes, a party. Yes. I literally put Harry's face on a cake. It, it was, was so awesome. awesome. <laughs> Best birthday cake I've ever had, for sure. <laughs> I'm so glad. Any other retakes? Jen, do you have any? Um, yeah, I have one quick, not necessarily a retake, but something that I just wanted to about briefly because as I was re-listening to the podcast during the week, one thing that we brought up was talking about being friends with people just because you've been friends for a long time. Um, I definitely have friends like that. And I know sometimes I say about these people, uh, I know you guys know who I'm talking about, but I can't expose them on the pod. (laughs) But um, (laughs) I know sometimes I'll say things like, we wouldn't be friends if we had met now and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, I can confidently say that despite all of that, I do truly value the people that I am friends with now, even if they do questionable things sometimes. (laughs) But everybody that is in my life at this point and is my friend is because I want them to be my friend and not out of obligation. So that was just something I wanted to throw in there. Very nice. How about you, Jackie? 
Um, I actually don't have any retakes. I think I was flawless Perfect last week. As so, usual. Yeah, what else? Of course. Tell me something I don't know. <sighs> thank you so much for acknowledging that. Um, yeah. yeah. Bow down, uh, queen. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't have any retakes. So I mean, I think that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Um, Yay. Want to thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Marissa, for joining Yay. us, our first official guest. How exciting! <laughs> Thanks for um, having me. This is so fun. Even though I had sweaty palms, most of the time. <laughs> we love you and your sweaty yes. palms. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. So, thank you, everyone, so much for joining us. We hope you have a wonderful week. Please remember to follow us on Instagram at Her Take Podcast and on Twitter at Her Take Pod. Thank you again. Have a wonderful week, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everyone. Yes. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Take care of yourself Bye. before you head home for the holidays, people. Mm, we send you all yeah. the love and patience. Yes. Adios. Yes, 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 yes. Bye.